Blog Talk Radio.
as you all know, I did this show quite some months ago now, uh, and was told by Mike Fitzpatrick that, of course, as soon as um, Memphis was ready, that you know we would be, you know, informed, um, and all that uh, he was going to send us um, photographs to prove that he was actually okay um, and everything. And do you know what? Not a thing. We have not heard a thing. So, as you all know, um, I'm very much trying to keep up with everything, and I'm trying to um, keep in touch with Bloomfield. And I have spoken to Ted Ehrenberg, who has, I am glad to say, said that he will talk to me today live on the show. So I'm just going to ring up Ted, and I must apologize. I'm not even put his number in here, so let me just very quickly put his number in. All live, you know. Um, and he said that he's going to talk to me about Memphis and, of course, of what he knows and what's happened. So um, let's just get hold of Ted. Hi, this is Ted Ehrenberg, the Township Administrator of Bloomfield. I'm either away from my desk or out of the office. Please leave a name and number when you called, and I will return it promptly. Thank you. Hi there, Ted. This is Sue from the Ask Sue Show. Um, I will give you another call in back in just a few minutes as arranged. This is a phone call for you um, with regards to, the, to Memphis. Um, I will give you a call back in just a few minutes to see if uh, you are then available. Speak to you very soon. Thank you very much. This is Sue from the Ask Sue Show. All right. So, obviously, um, Ted is, on, oh, obviously, at the moment, not available. I did arrange with him um, to speak to him today, so hopefully he's not going to let me down, and uh, he will um, either call me back or I will give him another call in just a moment. Now, of course, um, I've got to say to everybody, you know, it has been sent, told to me that apparently Memphis has, of course, been, um, it's gone over to the NTNN, Neighbor to Neighbor Network. Now, obviously, I'm in the UK. I know I've, I've heard everybody say, you know, we've had all the, the digs that she's in the UK. What does she know? <coughs> what does she want to do about it? She's not in America. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter where this dog is. It's not right for what they're doing. This dog has been in this situation for a long time now. We had got Jeff Colton back, who was willing to train up Memphis and everything. And, of course, Jeff and Diana both fell in love with Memphis very much. Of course, the fight still goes on, but we are aware that Jeff has obviously signed a contract to say that he's not um, going to be saying anything, he's got to keep quiet um, and everything. Let me just say, this show, um, Jeff does know that this show is going on. He has had no input into the show, and I have not spoken to Jeff, besides the fact that I've sent him the link to the show. I have said to him that if he wants to say anything, he is, he is more than, I am more than happy to take his phone call, but whatever he says, that's up to him. So he does know that the show is going on. Um, we've always been strong supporters of Jeff and Diana, and of course, you know, do um, want to back them 100%, but at the end of the day, um, we want to be able to get them to um, get Memphis back. I think at the end of the day, putting Jeff and Diana aside, I do also want to say that 
I'm not saying that I don't want Jeff and Diana to have the dog. Of course I want them to have Memphis back. But the reality is I also want to know that, Jeff, that you know, that Memphis is okay. You know, if they turn around and said to me, Memphis has gone to a new home, we can confirm that he's just okay and everything. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it would still be good. Do you know I mean, as long as Memphis is safe, if we can have a picture to prove that he's okay and everything, that would be fine. Do you know I mean? It's the fact that we have not heard anything that I am so disgusted about. So I just want to literally say to people, you know, this has got to continue because at the end of the day, I, I'm a pretty big sick over this, okay? So I'm not going to give up. Um, let me, of course, give um, Ted another call. Let me just see if I can get hold of him. He did say to me that he would talk to me on the show today, so let me just try again. Ted, can I help you? Hi, is that Ted? It is. Hi, Ted, it's Sue from the Ask Sue Show. How are you doing? Good, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Well, it's still enjoying the sun in the UK at the moment, so I'm crossing my fingers it'll last a bit longer yet. <laughs> there you go. So where's that baby? Is it born yet? Apparently, I haven't heard anything on the grapevine yet, but no, I don't think so. I must admit, I've not watched the news for the last couple of hours, so it could be all changed. If anybody knows any different, let me know. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just figured you're over there, so maybe you would have the inside track. <laughs> I, I've just been so busy setting up the show and everything, I've not even had a chance to have a look, Ted, to be honest. So anyway, okay. welcome to the show, Ted. Um, obviously, I did speak to you briefly the other day, um, and of course, I'm ringing you with regard to the Memphis situation, and you did discuss with me your side of the situation and where you're up to as far as Bloomfield Health is at the moment. So can you just let people know where the story is up to and, and, and where this all comes about with Bloomfield? Okay. The, um, prior to my service with the township, and I've only been the administrator for the last seven months, the Memphis um, was turned over to the neighbor-to-neighbor -neighbor network who had the funding to have the animals sent to South Dakota to a, um, I guess it would be a, a animal trainer and a sanctuary for animals. In the agreement that was signed between, because the township, once they released that animal, we don't have any possession or title or even involvement to it. So the agreement is between the Coltonbacks and the um, person that's doing the training. And the agreement says if the animal becomes adoptable, it'll be returned to the Coltonback. Now, he has the contact for this trainer out in South Dakota, and when we called him to verify this, he, he admitted that he had that contact, but he would not acknowledge whether the when was the last time he spoke to him about the condition or progression of Memphis or how long ago was the last time that he had spoken to that party. So when I get all these emails and people calling me up asking what is the condition or why isn't Memphis been released, one, I have no control over it. Two, that's up to the trainer and the Coltonback family. So um, that's really it yeah. in a nutshell. Right. So how does it – I'm not, not being funny, Ted, but obviously your laws and your regulations and how you deal things are totally different from the U.K., okay? So right. but I, how, how does, is it that – Obviously, there were so much legalities with regard to Memphis and the health department, and obviously we know what an uproar went, came on with this, okay? Um, but how come he was then signed over to the neighbor-to-neighbor -neighbor network? 
because I'm not being funny, but, you know, there was a lot of done by Bloomfield Health Department, and all of a sudden it got passed over. What? Why was it he signed well, I, over Well, I think the, the way – I, I wasn't here, but the way it was explained to me was that because of the cost involved of shipping the animal, and that would not be the responsibility of the township, that's why it was transferred over to the neighbor-to-neighbor program because – they have the ability to fundraise and to step in and provide services um, to the community. Um, but like I said, I wasn't here. That's a question that would have to be answered by either Karen Laurie or uh, Mike Fitzpatrick at the time. Uh, like I said, anything that I would offer would be speculative. Yeah. So how? Why? Did, why? Or in your opinion, or, or do you know why did they choose um, South Dakota? Why I have so no idea. I have no idea. Okay. None. And, and do you know, Ted, how much they've actually spent with regard to mental? I, I, I don't know anything about the financial relationship, why that person was picked. I have no knowledge of any of that. Right. And, and do you know, how do the laws stand, Ted, um, with regard to the financial part of it? Can, is there anybody that I can call to ask this? Because I'm an animal advocate. I do loads of shows about loads of different animals. And, and I see the fact that, you know, all of these rescues are struggling with money, and I'm, I'm sure that Bel- um, Bloomfield Shelter, maybe they're in the same situation, but so much money has been spent on Memphis when the reality check is we had Chelsea Colton back who was sitting there ready to adopt him, who is a trainer himself, and literally was, obviously, Memphis was taken off him, and now we're spending money getting somebody else to pay to, for Memphis to be trained. It doesn't seem logical to me. I have no answers because, like I said, I wasn't here for all of this, so anything that I would offer would be speculative. Okay, okay. Is it, so who do I need to speak to, Ted, with regard to well, getting my, my guess part is of the information? Since the agreement it was signed with Mr. Coltenbach, I think I'd, I'd, I'd start with him. I'd call but Jeff and is, find you, out. You know as well as I do, when he, spoke, when he wrote on that um, contract, he's not allowed to speak to the public about it. Well, I... I Maybe he's not allowed to speak to the public, but maybe he's going to. Yes, but maybe he's going to share more to you privately. Whether it's exposed publicly, at least you'd have a better understanding. Like I said, he wouldn't share any comments with us, so you know, I can't get blood out of a stone. Um, There's really nothing Uh, else I can do. The funny part is, I mean, I'm I'm going to sit in the garden fence with this Ted, but it was you guys that said he needed to sign a contract to not say anything to anybody, so that Memphis could be trained. And he, he really, he's doing exactly what he was told. <laughs> if that's the terms of the agreement, which I've not, if that, if that's the terms of the agreement, I would probably comment and say you're probably right. But like I said, I've never even seen the agreement, so I don't want to comment on something I've never read or even seen. Yeah, absolutely. Have you got? Um, do you think that the NTN would be willing to NTNN would be willing to speak to me? You know, we've got, I, I obviously, have, they're, they're now in charge of um, Memphis to a degree. Do you think that they would speak to me? Uh, all, all I can do is, let's see here. Um, let's see if I can give you somebody to contact. Um Why 
don't you contact her email? The NTNN then, Ted, is that totally separate from Bloomfield Shelter? And, and what does the NTNN actually do? Well, at the time, they were the fundraising arm of the shelter and helped provide that service. Um, they're not doing that anymore, so um, they've given uh, that up. What, why did, what, did that just collapse, or was it not working, or...? Well, I think that the, you know, once there was that separation and the shelter was turned over to me and removed from the Board of Health, uh, there seems to be a divide there. Right. Okay. So, who's actually in charge of the Bloomfield Animal Shelter now? Then, who do you people contact with regard it? And, I, I, and I'm, I don't mean this for people to be ringing up about members, because obviously. Bloomfield Shelter has obviously passed it over to NTNN, but then NTNN is no longer. So who? So, firstly, then, who's in charge of Bloomfield Animal Shelter? And then, secondly, who's actually in charge of Memphis, then? I am in charge of the animal shelter. And um, whoever is the owner and trainer that's, that, that has Memphis has is, is got possession of that animal now. Okay. Do you know, I, um, I, just, I find it difficult, Ted, and, and this is not personally true, but I just feel, I'm going to say as it is, it's just a total mess-up. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it's literally, you've got a guy that was trained, and, and you guys obviously... No, 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 you keep saying you guys. You I, don't, to, I, I don't have any history yeah. with that, so you're asking me to comment um, about whether slavery should have been good or bad. I, I, I wasn't in there, so I, I, yeah, I can I render mean, opinion okay. that it's probably... But you're asking me to comment on something I had nothing to do with, so... Um, I, okay, I'm just I can not getting that. Okay. sucked into so that. So very quickly then, Ted, obviously I appreciate that you've called in, and I, and I really do appreciate that. Thank you. But also, So I want to ask you then, let's go to Bloomfield Animal Shelter, because let's face it, I want to ask you quickly, because obviously we're animal advocates and we're always sharing animals, and I've got a lot of connections all over the world that, with people that want to share dogs. How many dogs have you actually got in there at the moment, and how busy is it? Um, I think that there's currently probably around 40 cats and probably 10 or 12 dogs. I don't have an exact count. If you'd have asked that question, I would have got a count today, but that seems to no, be it's about okay. the, That seems to be close to the okay. number. Yeah, okay. The email to contact the person from the NTN is P, uh, for Paula Picus, it's PP. E I K E S at Bloomfield Township T W P N J dot com. I would email her and see if you can speak with her and set up a time. Right, okay. Now I'm being told that apparently there's been a new non profit that somebody called Bonnie is working with you on. Is this true? She is one of the, the fundraisers that's talking about forming a 501C, and uh, we're putting a bid package together for people to bid on providing that service for the township. Okay, okay. And are you needing um, volunteers there, Ted, or have you got volunteers set in, or what's the state of play? 
I'm, I'm putting together the infrastructure policies and procedures that to run a shelter, because right this minute, in my opinion, the reason why things failed is the rules weren't in place and volunteers um, vo um, providing leadership to other volunteers without any rules in place that are approved by somebody, uh, there's not much success in it, and that's why I think some of these shelters fall apart. Yeah. yeah. What, what would make one now, volunteer more important than the next one? Nothing. Exactly, exactly. And the thing is, I'm not being funny, but, you know, a lot of, I know that a lot of people, I mean, all over the world, that there is a lot of good um, volunteers out there that have put a lot of time, and I know there is volunteers that have actually been to Bloomfield Shelter before and have been upset by what's gone on. Are you willing to talk to those people again, Ted, to see if you can I, mend all the wounds, shall we say? I have said this, that as soon as I get all of these things in place, um, we'll start this process on, on how, how volunteers volunteer, what the rules are, what they're going to follow, all the procedure. I've run an animal shelter in my prior service as an administrator for another town before I came here. So I have a little yeah. knowledge on how this works. But I'm not willing to roll the dice and hope for success because, unfortunately, they, the Bloomfield hasn't had much success in the past. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ted, listen, you know, at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm an animal advocate, and if you, once you've set everything up and you've got things that you're needing help with, um, please, you know, get in touch, and, you know, and maybe we can bring you on the show, too, and you can tell us what how things are going, and, you know, if you need volunteers, we'll put some people out there for you. Right. Oh, I truly appreciate that. Thank you. Excellent. So, if I give NTNN... Now, is, so if NTNN is finished, I can't actually call them, really, then can I? <laughs> well, well, that's why I gave you her email address. You can email her and then set up a connection and speak with her. Okay, okay. Have you got a number for her, Ted? No, I gave you Paula Pikes' email address because otherwise all you're going to do is get a voicemail message and leave it. And I think you'd be right, okay, much I better think, off to right. do it this way. Okay, that's great. Okay, then, well, thanks okay. so much for that. Okay, you take care and be safe. Yes, and you. Thank you, Ted. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. And what um, a load of nonsense that was. It else feels like that was just a, a thing. But I, I wanted to literally find out to see, um, look out, Karen's calling in, look out. I'll cover my ears now. Um, no, but it's on a serious note, you know, I wanted to speak to him because he's actually said it's, it's swapped. It's, he told me on the phone that it's gone over to NTNN. But now on the show, he's just told me that it hasn't just gone to NTNN because that's now finished. So it's actually gone to a total stranger who now we know is has got Memphis. Um, so obviously I'm going to have to get Karen on because I can <coughs> feel that she's raging. Hi, Karen. How are you doing? <laughs> I just noticed I typed everything in caps. It's okay. I did before. I was like, whoops. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry. Oh, my God. What? You know, for him to say that Bloomfield hasn't had any success with the volunteer program and then giving specific reasons when he just told you he had nothing to do with Memphis so he can't speak about it, how does it work? These people get to have it both ways whenever they want to. We yep. had a wonderful you know volunteer so group until... Well, huh? the, the thing is, I could have had him on for an hour 
and oh, he I know. wouldn't give anything. I know. No, no. And, but you know what? He was but, telling you the truth about Memphis. Yeah. He had nothing to do with that, and it's set up now so that none of us can find out any specifics. But yep. for him to use the excuse that he had no knowledge of Memphis because he wasn't here, and then he's going to talk about a lack of success when we had a 15-year involvement with that animal shelter. I mean, how does yep. he have it both ways? He either knows what he's talking about or he doesn't. And he exactly. doesn't know about the past volunteer group. Everything yep. was exactly. fine until Fitzpatrick and Tebo Adela showed up. And then it all went to hell in yep. a handbasket. He's talking about one volunteer not being any more important than another volunteer. Two words for him, Bonnie Tebo Adela. Yep. It's crap. Yep. I'm sorry. Well, thing Go is, ahead. <laughs> I, mean, I was actually thinking about you when I was saying the things of, like, you know, are you willing to take on volunteers from past and are you willing to talk to them to see what's going on? That doesn't mean I want you to go and speak to him and all be fine. I'm right. saying that at the end of the day, we're all animal advocates, Karen, and it, if it means exactly. we're going to save dogs again, well, I'm all mm-hmm. for that. Do you know what I mean? Right. That doesn't right. mean I'm going to forgive what they've done. Not by no, any of course means. not. Do you know what I mean? No, of course not. But no, and, you know, and I, I, I understand what you're saying, but my, what annoys the hell out of me is how they can twist things and pretend they're cooperating. I mean, he used one excuse exactly. for having no knowledge of Memphis and then turns around and has all the of the knowledge is, about the volunteer group. It's yes, ridiculous. But the thing is, though, Karen, he's done, it's now 25 past, and he's been on the phone, what, say 15 minutes, right. and he's tripped himself up as good right, exactly, as, as Patrick did in an hour and a half. Exactly. <laughs> that was classic. I mean, I, I know I, it's I, so I, frustrating. I do like to take acknowledgement for the fact that that was a damn good interview, and I enjoyed every single minute of that interview. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> and to be fair, Mike Fitzpatrick will never live that day. No, even though not just recently, I got told um, apparently I may be all for um, Bloomfield Shelter because of that interview. I was all over Mike Fitzpatrick, and I was letting him have his own way. Oh, I know. I saw that. That's crap. Pure <laughs> <I did laughs> and I simple. Giggle. I, I heard find it. That that's very funny. She, they must have been listening to a different show, to be fair. Right. Yeah, anyway. Exactly. Exactly. But the thing is, I'm now confused, Karen. Right? Because I, I want to speak to NTNN. Right. The trouble is, there's no such thing. But then well, no, there is. NTNN still exists. What that was originally set up for was to reach out to um, residents who needed help. The elderly, the um, homebound, you know, anybody who needed help with either household chores or shopping or getting to doctors, it was to, you know, reach out human to human. When Karen Laurie took over the animal shelter in nine in 2000 and, oh, crud, I can't remember anymore, I think it's seven now at this point, um, they brought the, the shelter volunteers in under the Neighbor to Neighbor Network umbrella so that we could then raise money because prior to that, you know, we were just volunteering for the town but weren't a part of a 501c3 which makes donations um, 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 deductible. You know, you can deduct your um, charitable contributions. So, um, and that all continued until this Memphis thing and um, they transferred, Karen Laurie deliberately transferred Memphis from the health department to Neighbor to Neighbor Network because it is a 501c3 and because it is not 
supposedly an official township organization, even though most of the officers and members of the board were township um, employees at the time. They've since changed that. Karen Laurie herself was the president of, of NTNN. So she technically transferred Memphis from herself as the head of the health department to herself as the head of Neighbor to Neighbor Network. How cozy is that? And that because she knew part of that Neighbor to Neighbor Network, because they're a nonprofit, they're not subject to our Open Public Records Act. So we cannot request any, well, we can request documentation, but they don't have to provide it because they're a 501c3 nonprofit, which she knew. So then she had Memphis transferred to South Dakota through the Neighbor to Neighbor Network. Again, she's still president of the Neighbor to Neighbor Network. She's still the head of the health department at the time, you know, and but she's doing yeah. this because she knows we can't find out where he is and we can't request anything. We can't request transport information. We can't find out how much it costs. We can't, re we can't find out anything because they're not subject to Open Public Records Act. And now the story is um, Toboadella is starting her own nonprofit for the animal shelter again, and NTNN has split off from her volunteer group and transferred monies, supposedly transferred monies from NTNN that the volunteer group raised for the shelter into yes. a fund specifically for the animal shelter. Now, I don't know if that happened or how true that is because – they're not subject to any um, Open Public Records Act. So whatever they do is all um, – talk about not transparent. It's all done yep. in the dark. It's all done behind the scenes, and we can't find anything out. And for a while, they wanted to run the animal shelter itself, the neighbor-to-neighbor -neighbor group, the volunteers. And we knew darned well that if they started running the animal shelter, we'd never be able to find out about – anything that was going on down there. And it's a municipal animal shelter supported by tax dollars. So for them to even do what they're doing with this current um, volunteer group is, is ridiculous. And the problem is not too many people pay close attention or know exactly what's going on. But for all intents and purposes, that municipal animal shelter, funded by taxpayer dollars, public money, has become an exclusive members only club and in order to be yep. a volunteer you had to be karen Lurie's sycophant and you had to um, be acceptable to bonnie tabo adela so and it's basically yep. her family and her group that they don't yep. even live in town her family is basically the volunteer uh, organization with a few people um locally and that's it and that's it yeah and they don't allow anybody yep. else to volunteer Yes. And coincidentally, this is the same woman who demanded three years ago, who demanded that the Board of Health fire Karen Laurie and Mike Fitzpatrick for um, um, mismanaging the animal shelter and went to the town yes. council and the mayor and asked them to please take the animal shelter away from Karen Laurie and Mike Fitzpatrick because they were mismanaging the animal shelter. And now... She's right in there with them, and they're buddy buddy. Politics makes see, strange well, fellows. So, so okay, Karen. See, I'm I'm trying to get to the bottom of this because I, I, know. I also so are think. We. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, right, okay. If you like, I've got my fishing line ready to trip somebody up, and I'm trying to find where I can put it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. If, if the Broomfield Animal Shelter is um, paid by the taxpayers then, right. so they've got to show their accounts, haven't they, and all of their paperwork, they've got to be accountable for yes. you. Yes, yes. So surely if they've signed a dog that has, has obviously gone through the legal performance that Paul Memphis has, surely mm. they should have a proper document from it going from there to NTNN. They do have that transfer. I think I've seen that transfer paper. But once he was okay. transferred from by Karen Laurie as head of the health department to Karen Laurie as the president of NTNN, that's where the paper trail stops. That's where the paper but trail surely stops. It, what, how would we class that? Would we class that as fraud or something? Because the thing is, this, this uh, has all been a very big case. It surely can't just be swept. Somebody must have something, or somebody's got to be accountable. Because at the point in time, we've spoken to Ted, so he's saying Bloomfield isn't isn't thing. He's just said that NTNN is pretty well no longer, even though you're just saying to me that it is. No, it right. still exists. It just doesn't. It's not involved with the animal shelter anymore. Right. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. So he's saying it got transferred because he said to me it got transferred to NTNN. Right. Remember, sorry, got transferred right. to NTNN. Right. no longer exi- or anything to do with it. Right. Who then passed over to somebody else. So let's In South Dakota. One. So we, we've, we've got a big case like that that right. just got passed to one person. So exactly. So in the end, why didn't they just let Jeff do what he was supposed it, to be doing <laughs> and just save all of that money? And how well, can we find thank out you. how much they've actually spent? Exactly. Exactly. But we'll never be able to find out. Because if they did use any money and any money that was donated, it was donated to a nonprofit that is not subject to any Open Public Records Act. So we we can't find out any of that. And I've also been told that the agreement that Jeff signed was never signed by anyone in town hall. So Jeff and Diana signed the agreement. But... um, Karen Laurie didn't sign it, Fitzpatrick didn't sign it, an attorney didn't sign it. The only signatures on that agreement are Jeff and Diana's. So how is that a legal contract? There is so oh, much two, going on two, that makes no letters, sense. Karen. Two Excuse letters. me, I didn't hear. I BS. didn't hear that. I said two letters, BS. Oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And I've got to very, very quickly interrupt on a very important royal announcement. Pebbles oh, just let me know on a lighter note, William and Kate have had a baby just, boy. Oh, well, la-dee-da. <laughs> Good well, for I him. Well, I would say the poor little thing and welcome <laughs> to the world, because I'm not being funny what a messed up world we've got, but the thing exactly. is, he won't exactly. be poor either, will he? Let's be, face it. Yep. Yep. Anyway, that's not my little royal rant for this evening. Anyway, um, the thing is, Karen, um, I've got a couple of numbers here. One, and I've got to just say something to people, that I've got a bit of a funny thing here. Somebody pointed out to me that the neighbor-to-neighbor network they've given me a number for, but when the neighbor-to-neighbor network was made up, they've actually been, they've actually were giving out the health department phone number. Right. Even though they keep saying that the NTNN has nothing to do with the Bluefield Health Department. Exactly. You know what? It's um, all smoke uh, and mirrors. It's all smoke and mirrors. They finagled the system. They fin- you know what? Give Paula Pikus a call. She's a very sweet woman. 
She really didn't have anything directly to do with the animal shelter. She did for a bit with the, volu- with the animal shelter volunteers. I don't know what you'll be able to get out of her any more than Ted because she'll take the same line. You know, it's out of their hands. He was transferred to South Dakota, and Jeff and Diana know all about it. But, you know, you might want to see what else she has to say. Because um, all this happened. That you can in- Sorry, have you got her number you can inbox me with? You know what? I can't get to your inbox, and I don't know why. I was trying that before. Um, I'll I'll look it up, and I'll see what I have. And or I'll you get can email um, asksueshow at gmail.com. Okay, I will do that. I'm going to look through my book, and I won't tie up the line any further because I'll just be saying the same things over and over again, and you're right. It's all BS, <laughs> and not, not one bit of it makes any sense. Well, it it's just all doesn't. just crazy to me. I honestly, it I is. just really do not understand it. I, Neither it's do difficult. we. Neither do we. Absolutely difficult. So um, it's awful. The thing is, it's like I, I want to go further with it, but it's like every time you, you do it, you just hit another brick wall. And they did that deliberately. Uh, they did it. Karen Laurie did got... it deliberately. Yeah. See, the thing she is, did it I also want to say. I also want to say, like, I would love to find out who this person is at South Dakota. But no, so, the trouble so is, we. if we go getting in touch with them, it may jeopardize Memphis, and I don't want to do that. Exactly. And that is actually the last time I spoke um, to anybody about it. The concern was by sending too many emails or asking for too many updates, that might be considered harassment because we really don't know anything about whoever this person is in South Dakota. They could be just as unbalanced as, you know, the people who shipped Memphis out there in the first place. So, you know, you're walking a tightrope. You don't want to make it worse for Memphis. And yet we can't find out any straight answers. Yeah, and the other thing, Karen, is I'm not being funny, but by what I, and this is just my own thoughts, not, I don't know, but by all these different people I've spoke to on the show with regard to Memphis, it seems to me like they're all being pulled by strings anyway. So even exactly. if you spoke to this person, I'm sure they would, they would just be speaking from a puppet idea, not of their own words. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, yes, I do. Trouble. So I, don't, I just think it's all a load of rubbish it and it's just driving me mental. But yeah. um, I'm just having a look. Um, See, I'm just, I'm just going to say hi to Hillary, who's inboxed me. She's put, Ted did say that Jeff would not confirm how many times he has spoken to the trainer that has members. <coughs> but the thing is, though, Jeff won't say anything to them because he signed a contract to say he won't say anything to anybody. How exactly. do you know that, that he's not being recorded saying this exactly. and they'll turn around and say, see, you've exactly. messed it up, you went and said. Yeah. Of course he's not going to say nothing. He's no. been told to shush from the start. Exactly, and look at what they did to him. They screwed him over royally. They tried to um, to uh, defame his his um, character and his training practices. I mean, he took a load of rubbish from the, those people, to use a word of yours, and all he wanted to do was give a, a, a good home to a good dog. That's all. Yep. You know, as you say, at the end yep. of the day, that's all he wanted. They yep. had a good dog the at the shelter, and Karen, Jeff was more he, than qualified to take it, and that's all. Yeah, and the other thing is, he was also willing to take on another seven fosters. That exactly, he was willing to be, exactly. He'd actually got people to foster as well. Exactly, exactly. 
So, and they so thumb they their nose at that, eight. too. Exactly. Yep. So they would have had, like, eight dogs gone. Yep. They would have saved themselves a load of money. The taxpayers' taxes wouldn't have been going up this year. Absolutely, Sue. Yep, yep. Ego. Ego, proving yeah. who's really in charge. Um, pure spite. Is there such a person? Is Look, what? Looking to what I've seen, I don't think there is. What person? I said, you just said, it said all defending the person in charge. I said, is there a, such a person? Because I'm not being funny, I can't see Oh, no, now. Here. You know, now who yeah. knows? Sorry? You know. Karen yeah. Laurie was being, you know, the one who, who was manipulating the strings, and she's still being uh, protected. The mayor and the council passed a resolution last summer stating that yeah. Memphis should be turned over to Jeff and Diana Coltenbeck. And she totally, she thumbed her nose at the mayor and the council and did what yes. she did anyway. Yep. What, you know, I want to know what she has on the mayor and the council that lets her get away with that. Now, that could be another show, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing makes, any, nothing makes any sense. It's ridiculous. Absolutely yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Do you think that Ted was actually defending the health department? Uh, when he was um, talking, do you actually think that that's what he was doing, or do you think what he was saying was all the truth? Uh, no, he, he what he was saying about his lack of involvement with uh, Memphis was true. The rest of it, I'm sure Karen Laurie debriefed him about it when he first came on board. I'm sure he knows everything that happened, but from Karen Laurie's perspective and Mike Fitzpatrick's yeah. perspective, you know, and the current volunteers' perspective. Not from I mean, we've showed them. The actual intake record when Memphis was brought into the animal shelter never stated he was aggressive or snarling or biting or anything. They totally ignored that. We showed that yeah. we came up with, because of Oprah, the Open Public Records Act, we came up with his uh, medical um, reports. Never any notice that the vet had a, to restrain the dog or, or um, you know, muzzle him or anything. No indication at all that this dog was dangerous. But yet they kept him away from the public for almost seven months before Jeff and Diana got wind of him. Why? Karen Laurie was going to use him in a series of training videos showing the progress of a troubled dog from animal shelter to adoptable. B.S. He was adoptable the minute he walked into that animal shelter. A police officer wanted to adopt that dog. They kept him away yeah. from the dog also. And he had to stop yeah. coming to visit Memphis at the shelter. They told him to stop visiting a police officer. Months later, Jeff and Diana come along. They keep Memphis yeah. away from Jeff and Diana. Why? And then we got yeah. word of the Memphis Project, which were these videos, and Karen Laurie was made to look like the fool she is. Not one of those people are animal people. Not one of those people are qualified to make any of the um, determinations they did about Memphis. Not one of them. Not even the so-called trainer who was running the animal shelter last summer, Kathleen Georgievich. Not one of them is yeah. qualified. And yet they exactly. got away with it. They got away yeah. with it. Yeah. Well, the so, thing is, we're just going to have to keep on and on and on about this. because the Well, thing is they if do they think, think we're going away, they're crazy. <laughs> Exactly. You know, exactly. it's just, it's so sad. And you're right, all of the money and all of the effort and all of the time, I mean, they could have gotten Memphis a good home with Jeff and nine of the other dogs out, three of whom are still at the animal shelter, by the way. 
Yeah. But not listed yeah. on Pet Finder. It's ridiculous. Good grief. Oh. See, this is it. Well, so how many have they got actually on Pet Finder at the moment, Karen? Any? You know what? I don't even know. I'm trying to get you... Um, hang on a second. The last time we looked, I think there were only three dogs. Let me see. Dogs. Come on, computer. You can do this. <laughs> um, two dogs. Two dogs listed. Right. On he t- He said there were 10 or 12 dogs. And why doesn't he know exactly how many dogs there are if he's running the animal shelter? But there are two. Well, do you, do you, I, I was a bit slow in the uptake with that because it wasn't afterwards, and I thought, you stupid thing. But it's okay because, you know, we can, I can always email with, with all these questions as well. But mm-hmm. You can follow up after the show. So if anybody's mm-hmm. got any questions that they want me to email in with mine, by all means, get, you know, can give me an email, asksueshow at gmail.com. That's asksueshow at gmail.com. Um. Right. I've got a funny feeling, Karen, and you'll enjoy this, so let me just go with this, okay? Okay. Uh, hi, welcome to the Ask Sue Show. Uh, we've got somebody called Hobo that's on the line. I'm going to extend my Hello? hand, of course, with a glove on it, with a rubber glove on it, that probes 10-year-old boy ass. The well, like that? I thought, another knobhead. Must be Yikes. all from the same place. Right. Actually, that sounded kind Hi, of like my Jimmy. kid Patrick. Welcome to the show. Yes, I thought so. Another knobhead. Right, so you'll delete you. Uh, I think that's it. Right, okay. Right, now we've got a good person. I've got rid of them idiots. Let me just uh, sort out the chat. Sorry, Karen, I've just got a couple of... Uh, that's okay. You go right ahead. I sent you Paula's phone number. I'll get off the line. I know there are other people and. Like I said, I'm just going to keep saying the same things over and over again because I'm just as dumbfounded as everyone else is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, Karen, thank you so much for calling into the show. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Thank you for doing another one about this and for trying to come up with the answers. We appreciate it. We'll keep going. I'm not going to give up. Terrific. (laughs) Terrific, Sue. Take care. Thanks, love. Okay, hon. Bye. Bye. Right, and here's my other good friend with a big voice. Hi, Hillary, how are you doing? Hillary, are you there? Sorry, I had the phone muted because the dogs were barking. <laughs> how are you doing, love? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I would have liked to have heard um, Mr. Yarnberg talk about this new nonprofit a little bit more because I don't know what the purpose of it is. And with Bonnie heading it up, it's just going to be the yeah. same thing all over again. Because if you even look at this person sideways, she is so paranoid that she instantly thinks you don't like her and does everything in her power to get rid of you, animals included. Yes. Especially the pit bulls that she said she would love to see run out in the parkway and get hit by cars. Great. So what chance do, do the animals at the shelter have with her heading anything that has to do with the animal shelter? This is a person with no dog experience except for the little dogs that she walks at yeah. her part-time job. But she has no pit bull experience. It's just the same thing all over again that it was with Kathleen Georgevich, who also had no pit bull experience. The shelter is in Essex County. There is a high pit bull population there, just as in many other parts of the country. The people that don't know what yeah. they're doing need to be removed from the shelter, not put in further positions of power. And I hope that when Mr. Urenberg said 
that he didn't think it was fair to treat some volunteers more importantly than others. He was referring to treating the fundraising committee as the gods of the shelter who don't know anything about animal handling, while the rest of us who are experienced know exactly what we're doing and had a very high yeah. adoption rate. Yeah. See, the thing is, I mean, what, what do you actually think of Ted Ehrenberg as far as him running the shelter? Do you think things are going to improve now, or do you think it's a case of it's, he's just another public You know, I honestly can't even say for sure at this point. I keep going back and forth. I'm waiting to see. I mean, actions speak louder than words. That's all I can say at this point. I was hopeful when he came on because of his experience, and um, I, you know, when I heard about him working with Bonnie on this new nonprofit that was supposedly trying to take over the shelter, then I lost all respect for him. I find that the fact that he came on the show with you today showed um, that he at least has the ethics and professionalism to come on and speak with you freely. I think that he has been informed about Memphis only through what Karen Laurie and Mike Fitzpatrick have told him, because where else would we be able to get his information? So for him not to be able to give a straight answer on that, I don't really think is his fault. I want to know yes. what's happening currently. I want to know what he's going to do to make things better. The dogs there have kennel stress. They're not being walked. This is not a way to run an animal shelter. This is not keeping the um, well-being of the animals in the forefront. And as long as there is an animal shelter, the priority should be to keep the animals balanced and happy and healthy for as, you know, as much as that can be done and adoptable. Dogs with kennel stress are not adoptable. They need experienced owners who are now going to have to put the time and patience in to training them on how to behave calmly and live peacefully. Kennel stress is a very dangerous thing for these dogs, and it's not fair to them. They didn't ask for it. The people at the yes, shelter are exactly. responsible, are supposed to be responsible for caring for those animals properly. And when that doesn't happen, it's not the animal's fault. It is the people at the shelter's fault. This is common sense. Yes. This whole situation has be become so unnecessarily complicated that it's just a joke at this point. I want to see some action, and not in six months or two months. I want to see some action now. I want to see the animals being properly cared for. I do not want to see the fundraising committee down there being rude to the public, lying about the animals, keeping them from getting what they need, which is socialization and exercise, not five-minute walks as we saw on the log sheets for the animals, for the dog walking log sheets, and that's what they were walked between five to seven minutes. That is not sufficient for these shelter dogs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. It, it just drives me insane because they've just literally managed to get it. Well, we can't ask anything. It's like I, I really want to get all this trainer's number, and I'm sure if I could, if I tried. But the thing is, I don't want to go and risk Memphis either. Everybody's saying I'm not just talking about Memphis at this point, but I am not just talking about Memphis at this point. The rest of exactly. the dogs there require our attention as well. And if this yes. continues, it's just going to be the same thing all over again. You understand? Yep. We exactly. need to fix what's going Absolutely. on at the shelter now. Those dogs need attention immediately. Three of them have kennel stress and can't be adopted anymore because they kicked all the volunteers out, and they're not getting socialized. They're not getting exercise. They're getting seven-minute walks in the morning. That's it. Yeah. That is yeah. not sufficient for a dog. Well, what we'll do, Hillary, is me and you between us, uh, we'll we'll put an 
email together, and we'll send it to um, Ted Arenberg. I've already and emailed ask him all the of these entire council. And ask him what he's doing. I emailed the entire council last week. I got no response. I sent them something about kennel stress and the dangers of it today. Got no response. So. Really. Well, we we can always do another show with regard to the actual Bloomfield Charter, can't we? Do you know what I mean? We'll bring that definitely up, up to the front because I'm not being funny, but they've kicked off so much about so much, so let's turn it back on them. I don't know. Well, maybe you should take a couple of calls. There's people waiting that want to speak about Memphis, too. Is there some waiting? Hold on, let me just have a look. No, there isn't. Well, uh, I think they were just um, trolls, shall we say? Mm. A couple of them. But I, I'm just literally, I'm just going to say, I've got, um, hold a minute, Paula Pikes. Is that how I say it? Pikes? Pikes. Okay. Pikes. So, so what exactly is she? What does she do? She was the head of NTNN. She really never got involved with the animal shelter. She was more like a volunteer coordinator. The NTNN, like Karen said earlier, is human services. They um, reach out to the senior citizens. They respond to, um, you know, inquiries by citizens uh, who, who, I don't know, Karen can give a little more about this because I don't live in Bloomfield anymore. But they're more on the people end of things. They should have never, ever, ever been allowed to manage anything that had to do with the shelter. They were a fundraising committee. That was off-site for the most part. There's one person there that used to come down and walk the dogs. She didn't know what she was doing. Uh, I mean, it was ridiculous. And Actually, there's two members. One of them isn't as bad as the other. But it, it's, it was just a farce. It's a joke. They're backstabbers. When everybody's supposed to be coming together to help the animals, they were trying to get people thrown out of the shelter that actually knew what they were doing and helping the animals. Those are the people that are left yeah. at the shelter right now. Yeah, exactly. Anyone who says that the pit bulls should run out on the parkway and get hit by cars should not be anywhere near an animal shelter. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, Right, I'll tell you what, shall we, um, are you okay for a few minutes? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just thinking that maybe we need to give, um, sorry, Paula a a ring and see what she has got to say. What do you think? I'm telling you that what? Uh, I'm sorry. Paula, I didn't hear what you do you said. think we should give her a ring? I mean, you can, but I don't see really what the point is at this point because she doesn't have anything to do with Memphis. She was never really even involved with it. I don't think her name ever came up in the entire process. Okay. The person, the only okay. people that had decision were making decisions about Memphis were Fitzpatrick and Lori and Bonnie and her little group. They rallied to yeah. get this dog removed from Bloomfield. They are the ones that ratted on Jeff for posting pictures of Memphis with those kids. They started all of this. And Kathleen Georgevich, of course, was at the helm, and then she quit. So what she did was waste everybody's time and take a good dog away from a good family that could have given him a wonderful life. And this is, you know, this is the the black and white of it. I mean, there's really... Exactly. And it's like Karen just said, you know, it's more than just Memphis now. It, it, he's just the, if you like, the king of well, the Well, I said thing, that because there is a lot honest. going on with the shelter. They need the volunteers to yeah. come back. I don't care if Bonnie likes everybody or nobody. I really don't care. She shouldn't even be at the yeah. shelter. 
Ted yes. said during his call with you today, like I said, that he thinks no group should be more important than the other. Now, I am hoping that he was referring to the fundraising committee. Should not be any important, more important than anyone else. Because they do nothing yes. to help those animals. Nothing. Nothing. They don't walk yes. them. They don't train them. They don't socialize them. They do not take the dogs to adoption events. We had a full crew of dog handlers down there that helped those animals immensely. We had a wonderful adoption rate. If they're going to blame the adoption rate going down because of this Memphis situation and people turning on the shelter, then that's just an excuse on their part because, once again, they're completely unaccountable for their own actions. They created this yep. situation. They chose to stop fundraising. They showed their true colors, and nobody wanted to give them money. Not only that, we have their tax returns. The funds were severely misappropriated. They said they spent an enormous amount of money on spay and neuter, which when calculated would have come to over 400 animals. How is that possible? That's not yep. even possible. The animal shelter never had that many animals, not in a year. They're yep. spaying and neutering everybody else's, you know, their friend's cat, their friend's dog. That money didn't go to the shelter animals. If it did, they would have corunda beds in their kennels. They would have everything they need, and so would the cats, but they don't. So where's the yep. money? Misappropriated. Misappropriated. We have the tax returns. Yep. We have the proof. Yeah. The thing is... I think we need to, I'm not saying we need to come off the Memphis case, I'm not saying that at all, and he'll never be forgotten, of course he won't. What I'm saying is, I think we need to turn this around and say, right, okay, you've hidden Memphis and we can't get to him, now let's question about the rest. I think we do need to step it up because they really do think. Sorry? Yeah, I never thought, you know, I mean, Memphis was a huge fight for us, obviously, but I have always said from the beginning, it stems from what goes on beyond this. Yes. It didn't just start with yes. Memphis. There was a lot of stuff yes. going on that led up to this. Yeah. And that's what exactly. we, I wanted to be paying attention to all of it as one big picture. Because if the rest of it exactly. is not resolved, it's going to happen again. That's what caused this to happen in the first place. That's yes. what caused this situation with Memphis to happen in the first place. Everything else that was going on before that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, like I said to you, I'll keep in touch with Ted, and I will keep, you know, updated, everybody updated, of what's actually going on with the shelter as far as he's concerned. Do you know what I mean? How long has he actually, since he took over, six months? I think he said seven months. Yeah, see? See, the thing is, I'm not being funny. Now I'm thinking to myself, he was saying it like he's only been in a week. What see? do you mean? So you're telling well, me he, he's not a, he doesn't just oversee the animal shelter. He has a lot going on. It's not just the animal shelter. That's not his only job. He's a town administrator. He's got, you know, plates full of stuff that he takes care of. So, yeah. You know, if if it was you or I going into a new job as a desktop publisher or somebody's secretary, you know, you could probably ease into it really quickly, and by seven months you'd be an expert at it. But, we, every, you know, you can't – and I'm not – this is just putting it in perspective. In a position like he has, not everything is going to be resolved in seven months. It's a much more um, intensified position because he has a lot – a lot that he is supposed to be overseeing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. 
Yes. So because the animal shelter is our priority, it doesn't that doesn't mean it's his. Yeah. And that doesn't mean um, it can but, be his because of everything else that he has to do. But it is on the agenda for tonight's meeting, so you know, we're still, you know, pushing for the volunteers to come back and contacting the council and contacting him and the mayor and whoever else. So the animal shelter is on tonight's agenda for their for their yeah. meeting tonight. Right, okay. Because it does so, need to be brought back into a priority position. The dogs yeah. are suffering. The cats, too. A lot of those cats that are shy and afraid of people need that attention to bring them out of their shell to make them adoptable. Mm. You know, these are living, breathing beings. And they yeah. have feelings and emotions, and whether people think it's silly or not that are not animal lovers, too bad because it's just the fact. Mm-hmm. If they're it's not, tough, I think if they're not being assisted and being, you know, helped and becoming balanced animals, they're not adoptable. And it's the animal yeah, shelter's exactly. responsibility to take proper care of these animals. Yeah, it's just I'm, that I'm simple. Just it should not be this complicated. It's become, to me, unfathomable how complicated this has become. So unnecessarily, yeah. it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. put a process in place and get it going and move on. Yeah, I don't understand exactly. what the problem is. The real, you know, I mean. Well, I think, Hillary, if you're up for it, I feel like we'll give um, the health department a little call. What do you reckon? And we'll see if Mike Fitzpatrick's in the office. Well, you better tell him that he's on the air when you call him. I will. What's he going to oh, say yes, to you? Well, what's he going to say to you? Really? He's going to say... He doesn't know anything about Memphis because it's not his responsibility anymore. Yes, but I can still ask him for the IOU of a photo that he promised me and all yeah, the other stuff that he kept I mean, telling me that wasn't going to be so long. Mm-hmm. He, he made us a lot of promises yeah, on Yeah, I mean, if you want to, go ahead there, didn't he? What? Let's see one. I'm sure he's missed me. Come on, you know. He, he loved well, me so much last time. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's 4 o'clock. Yeah. They might be... I don't know what time they leave. Oh, it might catch him on surprise. It might be in a good Oh, mood. I don't... Do whatever you want to do. I mean, I'm not telling you not to. <laughs> Let's see. I think we're in break time already. Hello, we are in the office, but are assisting other residents. If this is an emergency, please call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room. If you're That's a, a no, then. <laughs> it's getting close to the time that they leave here. That's why. Yeah, yeah. So what? So in that case, what we really need to do, the one thing that I can say with this show, then, what we do need to do, then, Hillary, is we need to step up as far as expanding. It's not just about saving Memphis. It's about saving the rest of the dogs that are behind Memphis, if you like. And we obviously need to grow the Truth of Bloomfield page. Um, I have put the link into the chat room. We obviously need to be adding more people to that as well. And we need to show people that Memphis is just literally, like we've said already, just the tip of the iceberg. Yep. I mean, things have changed over the past year with Ted coming on, and let's see what he does. I mean, really, like I said, actions speak louder than words. I can't even make an opinion or form an opinion one way or the other about what he's doing until I see something being done. I mean, if he's going to keep his word and straighten this volunteer 
stuff out, and it's something that is, uh, you know, positive toward the animals and it gets them the attention and exercise and socialization they need, then that's wonderful. If it's going to put more power into the hands of the unexperienced and unethical fundraising committee, then that is not good. So time is going to tell. I would just like to see it happen sooner rather than later. Every day that the volunteers are not down there handling those animals is another day those animals are sinking and deteriorating. Exactly. It's just exactly. like, it's, I mean, you have one thing to do, run the animal, sh- not him specifically, but the animal shelter is there for a purpose, to shelter the animals. That doesn't mean letting them sit there and rot. Exactly. The town has the responsibility, exactly. and so do the people who volunteer and work there, to care for these animals properly and to give them what they need, and they're not doing that. But the thing is, though, Hillary, is one thing I've learned as far as doing all about animal shelters, cruelty in them, and everything else. I will say that these people get a lot of money for the privilege, and I'm going to say privilege, oh, of yeah, bringing these way dogs up to, up, up to it as well. Do you know what I mean? They're, so they're, it's not yeah, like, I can't believe their salaries. I mean, I think it's preposterous. You're getting over a hundred grand a year to oversee a health department. I mean, please. That money should be going into the town. They're complaining they're broke. Yeah. That's why. I mean, yeah, figure exactly. you're probably close to a million dollars a year with everybody's salaries. They don't need that much money. They don't need to be paid that much, especially when we're in a recession the way we are. It's ridiculous. Exactly. But they'll take exactly. it. They'll take their raises and go about their business. They don't care. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, Hillary, the thing is, I mean, I've done an hour show. Now I'm trying to work out if there's anything more that I can do. Um, we've got. I mean, I can keep this show going for another hour, right? But I'm one of these. I don't see the point of talking nonsense for no reason. Right. I think right. what we need to do is, like you, you've said, we need to go back to the drawing board, and we need to obviously be re-looking at the whole situation, not just Memphis. Where mm-hmm. did he come from? Where did he go into that shelter? And look at what happened in that shelter. Is this something that's going to happen again and again? And, you know, we all need to be questioning Bloomfield Shelter as it is now. Right. Well, we have been recently. Recently people have – it's the same people going to the meetings, though, of course. I mean, I live over an hour away, so I don't even live in Bloomfield anymore. So I really, you know, could move on and just work with the shelter I'm volunteering at up here now. But – I can't yeah. do that because I know that those animals are suffering, and I don't really give a crap if anybody thinks I sound dramatic by using the word suffering, because they are. They are deteriorating. Yeah, exactly. They didn't ask for yeah. this. They didn't ask to be placed there and ignored. And the yeah, longer these people exactly. in this town choose to ignore those animals, the more they're, they're participating in torturing them. Yeah, exactly. If you don't well, stand for anything, you'll fall for... God. Yeah, sorry. What I'll do no. is I'll do a song um, for a few minutes, and if anybody else wants to call into the show and add some words to what we've already said, um, that's fine. And uh, what we'll do, Hillary, is we'll maybe we'll get an email together, um, and we'll do it from the show as well. Um, and obviously also to Ted to ask him, you know, if we can get volunteers in to help him, and and just see what reaction we do actually get back from that. Yeah. I mean, he did what, mention what something think? about reworking the volunteer agenda, you know, whatever processes and things. Yeah. I just don't know what his timeline is because that's he didn't mention. So yeah, exactly. The timeline exactly. is important. When when is this going to happen? So 
Yeah, yeah okay. Exactly. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. I, I'm trying. <laughs> I know. Uh-huh. I'm trying. <laughs> but, Hilary, thank you so much for calling in again, and I appreciate your time, and uh, thank you so, so much. I haven't caught up with you for ages, so it's been lovely speaking to you, and I'll give you a ring soon, you okay? Too. Okay, great. Thanks. All so. right, then, darling. Look after yourself. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Right, so everybody, what we're going to do is we're going to have a little tune. If you want to call into the show and give your thoughts with regard to Memphis, you can call in 347-327-9694. That's 347-327-9694. If we don't get any callers in, obviously we'll cut the the show short, but simply because I think we do need to step back into the Bloomfield Animal Shelter and ask them exactly what they are doing. What has actually changed since Memphis left there? Has it actually got better, or is it exactly the same, just that different people wearing different caps? I want you, if you've been to Bloomfield Animal Shelter, to give us a call in, tell us what you think and what is it actually like in there now. Have you been there recently? Have you rescued a dog from there? Give us a call in, 347-327-9694. We will just have a little tune. You can email asksueshow at gmail.com. That's asksueshow at gmail.com, and I'll be back in just a couple of minutes. There's an angel Contemplate my fate Do they know The places where we go When we're gray and old Cause I have been told That salvation Let's sail winds unfold So when I'm lying in my bed Thoughts running through my head And I feel that love is dead I'm loving angels instead And through it
Hi, and welcome back to the Ask Sue Show. All okay, and welcome back to the Memphis Show. Uh, now, I'm going to go a little bit off track. I know that we've got a lady waiting on the line. Um, her name is Linda, and she wants to talk to us about a situation that's going on. Um, I haven't even got a chance to read the email straight through. So, hi, Linda, how are you doing? I'm fine, how are you? Not too Hello? bad, thank you. Now, uh, can you hear me okay? Uh, yes. Can you hear me all right? Good, good. Okay, yes, good. I can hear you. Now, I'm sorry about that. I didn't even, I'd been on my emails, but it, I didn't refresh for some reason, so I apologize for that. Can you mm-hmm. tell us about what's going on? I, I've not even had a chance to look at the email. I just saw that you were mm-hmm. on the line. <laughs> okay. Um, we, um, my, my husband and I have done animal rescue for 35 years, and we're currently in Missouri, uh, 23 years in California with rescue, never needed a license to help the animals. Seven years in Arizona, never needed a license to help the animals. Um, and here in Missouri, we've been here five years, and someone called, uh, emailed our local uh, Cheney County Animal Control and said, I think these people are, you know, helping these animals without a license, which we didn't even know we needed, but that's the law, and we were ignorant of it, but it's still the law. Anyhow, so two days later, Animal Control came out, and then they called in the um, Missouri Department of Agriculture, and they said, well, you don't have a license, and uh, it would, you know, the cost would be prohibitive uh, to fix your home, you know, your home and yard up for the number of animals you have. So they insisted, actually even threatened the loss um, uh, jail time and fines if we didn't relinquish we had 86 cats. They made us relinquish 73, would not budge from the number. They wanted us to only keep 10 dogs. Uh, I had to relinquish some of my own cats um, that I'd had for over 10 years that we brought here from Arizona with us. And we um, had to relinquish some of our own dogs because of the number they set for us. And uh, now they've, they took them to the um, animal shelter in the Humane Society in St. Louis, Missouri, and we were told by Keith Johnson, the director from this area, that uh, we would be able to check on the animals, and, and we did multiple times. And then we finally got somebody to put us in touch with someone who could help us, and we sent uh, an email to her to put to give to uh, Catherine Warwick, um, the CEO director, who gets an exorbitant amount of money every year, month. 69000 a month or something like that. Anyhow, um, and now they're telling us they won't give us any information. We suspect, highly suspect, the wrongful death of 73 cats. Uh, there were a few cats among them that had come in from other areas that were uh, leukemia positive, and we believe that they just took all 73 in, killed them all, because a few had or may have had. We don't even know if they tested them. And uh, so when Catherine Warnick got the email from us that we wanted information, they slapped us with a lawyer who said, cease and desist contacting them. Don't go to their adoption events. Don't go to their clinics. Don't go to, you know, just, you know, everything like that. I think my civil rights were, you know, taken away in that. Um, And... um, Anyhow, we're we're distraught because we gave those cats to them thinking they were going to go to to get in to adoption and get wonderful homes. And 
we look at their website every single day, and none of our cats, the numbers they gave to our animals, none of them have ever come up. We believe they, well, we just believe they killed them all. And But nobody there, you know, they're, they're a uh, 501c3 charity. <laughs> how, can an, how can an animal shelter be a charity? But anyhow, under their guidelines, hmm. they say they do not have to and will not give us in, in, any information. So we're just kind of looking for a, a pro bono uh, animal-friendly lawyer or someone who could contact them, you know, just let us know if they're dead. You know, we've got visions of them being, you know, stuck in cages at laboratories, having horrible tests and stuff done to them. And uh, if they're dead, I can't do anything about that, but it would, it would, it will break my heart, of course. I love these animals. Um, Many were fair. All 73 cats were spayed or neutered. All of them had their shots. And, um, uh, anyhow, we've just had a line. That was just March 27th of this year, and we've gone to Jefferson City to talk to the guy at the MDA who actually called me a liar <laughs> twice in a phone call uh, and said I was making up things that I was telling him, which I'm not. You know, I was very honest with him, and uh, we had a meeting yeah. with them, which resulted in you know them letting us keep one other dog. Um, and uh, she has brain damage, and, and I just couldn't see her going into the shelter. So anyhow, yeah. we've rescued these animals from lots of different places, and there's such a need in this area. We did a we did a service here for the five years we've been here. We take other people's animals to Springfield to get them spay-neutered at a low-cost spay-neuter. Uh, the people pay for their own animals, but we, you know, provide the gas and the time and getting up at 4.30 in the morning and getting there at 7.45 and spending the whole entire day. and So so, um, we're not, you know, we just want to know what happened to our our cats uh, and the dogs. Okay. There were some that we had to give up. One was a little Chihuahua Maltese, and she was nasty, and and she has a little buddy here that has dismissed her every day since she's been gone, you know. Oh, uh, good grief. Linda, just want to know, have you seen... got any events or anything set up on Facebook or any groups or anything like No, because, you know, the, the other rescue groups in the area, when you get, you know, um, they don't want to be associated with us now because they don't want to be, you know, targeted by the, you know, MFA, the Missouri Department of uh, MDA, the uh, Missouri Department of Agriculture. So everybody just kind of, you know, uh stays away, <laughs> you know, nicely stays away and, and doesn't say anything. But I have a lot of friends who have said they should not have done that to you. And, and they, you know, and they said now we can't take in any animals. We can't even adopt out or even give away the animals we have here uh, for three years in their wonderful state of Missouri. And this is an area where the, te- the temperature sorry, is... Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Why can't you? Is, is this something that they've made you sign? Yes, yes, we had, we were forced, basically forced, and when I use the word forced, Matt rolled with the MDA, said, oh, did somebody beat you, did somebody, you know, and just, you know, being, you know, a jerk, (laughs) anyhow, Um, he and I finally did have one decent conversation recently when I called and asked if he'd send me a a report, they did not find animal neglect, they did not find animal abuse, I had just bought um, a 289 pounds of, of cat food, and we had big bags here, you know, 250-pound bags of dog food. So we had plenty of food. They all get taken to the vet. 
you know, we did have a um, kitten uh, that um, pregnant stray came uh, was given to us by someone that had taken her in, and um, she had three kittens, and and the one little guy at six months, the symptoms showed up, and I took him in knowing he probably was positive for leukemia. And we had to put him down, um, the little Abyssinian, beautiful little guy. And um, so now here we are, and, um, you know, we've got 14 dogs and seven cats. All seven of the cats, I had them all retested for leukemia and updated their shots. I mean, had them go through the series again, and they were all negative for leukemia. So if they killed them all thinking, well, they were with a couple of cats that had leukemia, so they probably all had it, that's wrongful death as far as I'm concerned. Right. Well, Karen, firstly, I want to take my hat off to you. I'm you're holding yourself together. I will never know. Uh, I <laughs> yeah, just, I will never know either. <laughs> Except it. You know, do you know what I mean? I'm not being funny, but, I, I mean, I, I, I've got, as all of the people of the Asusio know I've got a house full of cats for myself. They've all got their own personalities. They all look after themselves as well, but they're all, all needy in their own way as well, which is a, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, we had a cat uh, that was... When we moved on this property, when we bought this property, be near my family before my mother, you know, until my mother died, and she died a year ago, and um, we're now we're trying to sell and get back out, you know, out west. But um, that's the only reason we moved here. And and the lady, the elderly woman who lived here, kind of fed, kind of fed <laughs> a pregnant stray, and then she had kittens, and they had kittens, and there were sixty, no less than sixty cats on this property when we moved in. I told her. Um, I would take care of them, and we got them all stay neutered. We drove uh, hundreds of miles, I mean thousands of miles, literally, to our, you know, over the five months, getting everybody spay neutered, and then everything that comes across our property gets spay neutered, whether it's a neighbor's cat or a stray cat, doesn't matter. And um, yeah, uh, you know, we're just. I, I've just, um, obviously, people that know me know that I like to sort things out via telephones. Now, I'm at um, Humane Society's number where you're talking about. Do you want me to give them a call and ask them now? I'll go over the air. You know, I had a friend of mine email the guy that told me that they'd all be taken care of and stuff. Um, and the lawyer, he told the lawyer, and the lawyer said, that's just as bad as if you had done it yourself. So you can if you want to, but I'm not asking you to because he'll say, well, that's just bad. You know, and they'll slap me with, I mean, if, if, if they come to my house, which they can do any time in the next three years, unannounced, just show up, boom, here they are. Count my animals. If there's one extra, even a stray here that doesn't belong here, um, if that's a $1,000 fine. The second animal is $1,500 on top of the 1000 for the first one, and everything three and after is 2500 per head, you know. And um, we live out in the woods, and animals get dumped all the time, and animals live yeah. out in the woods. So you you can do, you know, uh, like I said. <laughs> or, or are we I, better off doing... Guys in the chat room, you guys are just as good as me. What do you think we should do? Do you think we should do some phoning tonight, or do you think we should uh, maybe get together with Linda and maybe push to help her out even more? Because, Linda, I'm not being funny. I'm beginning to wonder how many other people have had the same thing. Many, many, many. They are cut, They are just going through here. And I don't know what the purpose is. I mean, a license is $125. If I had known I needed a $125 license, I would have given it to them the first year I was here. 
but I didn't know it. And and to not know the law is I'm guilty of it because that's the law. So I understand that part. But they did not need to take 73 cats, and I begged them, let me keep Tinkerbell, let me keep Kenny, let me keep Joel, let me keep the ones. Um, I even had to give up one cat that I bottle-fed, His, you know, and um, he loved me so much that he literally would just climb up my pants, my jeans, and get, you know, <laughs> get up on me and put his arms around me and just slobber all over my face. And everybody, you know, I did that for eight years, and he had to go and, and just, you know, our cat that was on our bed had to go, and uh, somebody had just given me, you know, a couple little puppies, and one of them had to go, and, you know, they just came in and just, I, they they just pushed and pushed and pushed, but there is no reason on God's creation that they needed 70, to take 73 cats, unless they knew they were going to, you know, put them all, sell them to laboratories. Their adoption fee for a cat is only $25. Well, I don't know how they can do that. But, you know, if my cats had to be tested, and every cat coming in there has to be tested, you know, for leukemia. Um, yes. So I don't know. All I know is our cat numbers, don't, they just like they vanished from the earth, you know. And, and so they, they just, yeah, so they just, so they took literally, let me just go over this again. Sorry, Linda, but so they literally took your cats and just didn't even give you a chance to, Maybe rehome them with friends, or give, or speak to you with regard to anything. They just took them, and that, then that was the end of it. Yeah, and and they, you know they contacted us a week before they actually came, and I was just in such shock I couldn't even think straight. You know, and I was even, I was embarrassed. You know, I was embarrassed that I had been caught breaking a law that I didn't know existed. I mean, I was to the point where I really didn't talk to anybody about it except my sister. And my sister won't tell anybody anything I say. <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, uh, friends have emailed me since they've heard it on the news and seen it on the news and called me and just said, oh, they should not have done that to you guys. You were, you know, you were doing such a service for the animals. I mean, we got a, a, a little Shih Tzu that came in here just pitiful. She was so underweight. And and then find out three weeks later she was pregnant and had four of the most beautiful little healthy puppies and they got all spayed neutered and adopted out and then she got spayed and she's one that they took old um, you know an old old dog that we had taken in from somebody that couldn't watch it die and it wasn't really actively dying and she could have lived here and here on the property had terrible. Um, bloody sores all over her sides when we got here. And it was a flea allergy. We brought her in. We got rid of the fleas. We, you know, get, even gave her cortisone shots, um, you know, uh, to keep her skin good. And, you know, she went. And more than likely she's dead because who would want a cat? You have to be on top of that all the time, you know. And, and we took care of her. Yes. I just had too many. I had asked other animal shelters for two years, please help. Somebody help. I, I have too many. Um, you know, and I was staying neuter every cat, every dog that came through. Uh, the puppies that I had gotten weren't done yet, but uh, very few dogs weren't done. Uh, but yes. all 70 cats, and most, and they took 24 dogs. They said, well, you know, you have too many. And, and, but they did not need to take 73 cats. I, I just yes. begged. I mean, I begged, I begged, I begged, you know. But nobody would relinquish at all, so... Good grief. So, I don't so, know. Linda, what, what, 
what is it? Have you got pictures of all the cats and the dogs that you had? Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, I've got a file. I mean, I've got files from. Oh my gosh, I worked with um, Forgotten Felines of Sonoma County, which is Girl Cat T N R uh, group in California, Santa Rosa. I worked with them for 10 years. I learned a lot about feral cats. I know how to handle a feral cat. You know, I've been bit viciously by them, but I know how to handle them and um, trap them, and I still trap feral cats and get them spayed, neutered, you know. Just I can't take them onto my property, and uh, I can't adopt them out. Um, so, you know, my hands are tied. As long as I live in Missouri, I want to move out of Missouri, but I can't until I sell this house. And this house is a, a crummy house. We're talking... This is all I could afford, you know, when we moved here. And um, it's just, you know, in bad shape. But, um, you know, I'm thankful to, you know, for every day. I'm thankful every day. I have a roof over, that my husband and I have a roof over our head. I'm thankful for the animals I still have. Uh, I'm thankful for the time I had with the animals I did have. (laughs) And um, it's just difficult, you know, it's just very difficult to not know. What happened? What happened to these animals? Yeah. I think the thing is, you just need um, an ending. Do you know what I mean? It's bad enough that they took your cats off you but it's, and, and your animals, but it's it's even worse. It's just the not knowing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's inhumane. You, you can not. deal with that then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and I well, would like this three years to be lifted off of this because there are too many animals around here that need to be helped. Not that I want to bring them all here and start all over again. You know, I just can't financially or yeah. physically do that anymore. You know, I'm 66 yeah. years old. My husband's 69. We're just on Social Security, nothing extra. We don't even get 2000 a month between the two of us. We don't get Yeah. Um, yeah. So... You know, the, the other thing, Linda, can I ask, what, what are your neighbors like um, with having the animals? Were they all okay with you? Everybody was okay. I would talk to them. I, you know, we're out in the country, so we have a, a neighbor down the hill and around the corner a little bit, and then one up the hill and around the corner a little bit. We can't see them for where we are, and they can't see us, but we wave at each other and say hi and stuff if we walk when they do. And uh, we have a good rapport with them. I go, I would go over and say, are my dogs barking bothering you? And they'd say no because they have animals of their own that bark, you know, dogs. And uh, so, yeah. you know, it wasn't. I think it was um, from an email that a friend had sent out saying that, you know, I had all this cast and could somebody take them because the burden was too much. And then when it came up that we lost the little cat to leukemia, then she put on the website that, you know, that we had lost a cat to leukemia. And uh, I think somebody, uh, there's a lady up in Springfield, for some reason doesn't like me. And uh, just, uh, you know, uh, from years ago, five years ago, I didn't do anything to her. She just simply didn't. Uh, anyhow, and um, I just think it was someone like her that wanted to cause me trouble that that did that first email. Right. You know, and, of course, they won't tell me who did it, you know, or anything like that. And, uh, yeah. Even though I've asked, and it, it, for no reason other than just to know who had it, who wanted to hurt yeah. me like that. But but really, they they hurt the animals. You know, they hurt. Yeah. I mean, yes, they hurt me, but they did hurt yeah. the animals. You know, they did well, a great Linda, job. Did you did you have anything that you signed to hand them over to them? I did have to sign a paper to the from the MDA, and they said that they would put them where they felt 
you know, that would be the best place for them. But we didn't sign them over to HSMO. We, um, they're the ones that, had, you know, got the animals. And um, I know that they made it there, you know, and I've seen some of my dogs um, on the website, you know, and um, it's just amazing how, how, how some people that run animal shelters are so dumb that they really don't know. I told them, these, animals, these dogs are Pekingese, <laughs> and they put them in as lassoopsis, you know, and, um, you know, Pekingese yeah. aren't really good with small children, and lassoopsis are. So if they, you know, get one of those dogs adopted into a home that bites a small child, that, you know, it, it didn't have to happen because they were Pekingese. They were not lassoopsis. So, and, yeah. you know, and we loved every animal that came. In fact, we live out in the country, and we had somebody drive by because we have a, a cat we brought from Arizona, one of, one of our 76 we brought from Arizona. I pay $1,000 to move my animals here, an extra $1,000 beyond our costs. And when we had 19 cats in California, Northern California, when we moved to Arizona, I, I paid an extra $1,000 to move those 19 cats to um, Arizona. So I'm not a person who abandons an animal by any means, you know. And, um, yes. you know, so. Well, Linda, but, but, at this moment I'm sort of, um, I've spoken to a couple of people in the chat room and they're all saying that they're, you know, they're sending their thoughts to you and um, God bless you and hope that you get some answers and some peace and uh, an ex- excellent people in the chat room tonight. The other thing is, though, Linda, I'm wanting to ask you, are you able to send a file with all this information to me direct via email, the one you've just emailed me on? Um, yeah, I can also, email you, and I, I just, uh, we can scan them and, and just send you the, the papers. Yeah, that would be great. And then what I'll do is I'll talk to you again. Um, I will give you a call. I'll send you some emails, um, and I will get on to this. I, I just think that you need to at least know what's happened. But I also want to know if there's anybody else um, that's had the same thing done with um, oh, yeah. the Humane Society. Yeah, I hear of it um, weekly. In sorry? this area, weekly, you know, of, of somebody being, you know, uh, having animals, you know, a report coming in and them checking it out and then taking a bunch of animals. Yes, it, it happens around here a lot. But see, if really? they, if they if, even if they killed our cats, and, uh, you know, because they were waiting, you know, with a bunch of other cats that may have had leukemia, um, I would guarantee you that at least 60 of those cats were, so a few of them were old and elderly and were going down here pretty fast. And I could see why they would euthanize them and the, and the sick ones. But um, I would guarantee you out of that 73, 60 of those cats were adoptable. Uh, some were feral. I could handle them and no one else. You know, they may have gotten killed because they were feral, you know, um, but they could have lived their lives here and been very happy, you know. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah I could send you, I can send you the, you know, the files and stuff that I have on that. And um, Yeah. Any pictures yeah. or anything that you want me to put out there publicly, um, I'll have a, have a word with a few people. Uh, maybe we'll set up a group or an event for you. Um, because I'm really interested on how many other people have actually had this done. So if there's anybody else listening to the show tonight, um, or obviously in the archives, because this is archived and I'll put this on YouTube, I um, want to hear from you. If anybody's got um, had the same sort of situation, even if it's not in the same area, 
um, email asksueshow at gmail.com. Um, how long ago did this actually happen then, Linda? Huh? I'm sorry. How, how uh, long did ago say? did this happen? Um, March. March was the first day they came out. And then March 27th was they came, the day they came and got the animal. Good. And they made us feel like criminals. We're not criminals. I'm sorry. No, I mean, we're not criminals. And and one even one person on Facebook said, well, you broke the law. You should have had a license. You deserve, got what you deserved. And I thought, how cruel. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but do you know what? I'm not being funny. That's cruel because I'm not being funny. Let, let's just take you out of the equation a minute. I'm an animal advocate, and there's no reason to put 70 cats down just like that, for no reason. Okay, uh-huh. let's just say, let's just play devil's advocate. Let's just say 25% ad leukemia. So why mm-hmm. put those 75% down? Yeah, yeah, no, there was no reason. Unless, unless they, you know, their adoption fee is $25, unless they could sell them to a vet school to be cut up by, you know, vet techs that are in school, and find out what's inside of a cat, you know, uh, if they got more money doing that. And I hear that throughout the United States from people who know, people who are really in the know about what animal shelters do, most animal shelters sell animals to laboratories. Yeah, well, also they do it for the rendering as well, because we've actually obviously dealt with um, another animal shelter that we had problems with, and it was rendering that they were actually selling them for as well. Really? What I mean, the person who emailed, you know, Cheney County Animal Control about this in the first place on the 18th of March, what did they benefit? They didn't get the $125 for the fee if I had had that to pay it, you know. I mean, I have $10,000 in the animals that they took between the 24 dogs, you know, and probably just in the cats, you know, and so it's like, well, you know, I mean, that's what I do. That's what I've done for 35 years, you know. And, uh, you know, but now we're down to where, you know, we have, you know, financially not much because we, you know, we were getting the adoption fees from the dogs, and that was helping pay for the, you know, enormous amount of, you know, cat food that we were, you know. And then I, I do sub fluids myself for the animals. I do all their shots except the rabies has to be in Missouri. It has to be done by a licensed vet. And, um, you know, but, I mean, there's not too many, well, I, I don't spare neuter, you know, but, uh, you know, medical, medically-wise, um, you know, I have had just bought 50 cat shots. Those are all out of date now because I've only got seven cats, and they've all had their double shots this year, and I'm going to redo them every, seven, you know, six months just because, you know and the dogs, too, and, you know, and all this cat food and, and um, <laughs> all these medicines I have in a $25 bottle of, um, you know, moxicillin that's never been opened that will go out of date because I don't, you know, need it. But I was needing it then with all the, you know, cats. But, yeah. but anyhow, yeah. uh, it's pretty the, sad. The thing is, I'm, I'm just going to say one of my favorite sayings, why try and mend something when it's not broken? If somebody was calling me in and saying, I've had 75 cats, you know, I couldn't look after them properly, I couldn't feed them properly, they fewer disease, blah, 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 and I didn't care for them, but I was doing my job, then I'd question it. But by what I can hear, and, and this is literally by hearsay what you're saying to me, I hear somebody that's cared for them, was literally self-sufficient in looking after them and feeding them, 
You haven't got a neighbour's problem. And so far as I can see, from what I'm hearing so far, is there wasn't an issue. Mm-hmm. And you know Denise, right? Uh, Denise had talked to you about me, and she lives at half a mile from me. She came to my house because I had the house for sale ad, and uh, she said, you know, if I had seen that article on the TV about you, I might have thought a hoarding situation. But she said after seeing your animals, seeing your house, and seeing how well cared for everybody is here. And that's what the, they kept saying. But even the, you know, she said, I would never, I would never. I mean, I know that those animals did not come from a hoarding situation. And, you know, and we were even told that no information would be given to the adopters about our animals. We were told that by Keith Johnson. Um, and, and then they had a, uh, one of the dogs that I forgot, completely forgot, because her owner never sent me the uh, microchip number or anything. I forgot she had a microchip, and they called the former owner and said, we have your dog down here at the shelter. And she, well, how did she get there? And they said, well, she came from a hoarding situation. We had just been told days before that they wouldn't say anything. And it wasn't a hoarding situation. Everybody can tell you. Anybody that's ever been to my house and knows me knows that I was not hoarding. I would have adopted out, you know, uh, down to, you know, 10, 15 cats and, and, you know, down to 10, 15 dogs, you know. Um, my That's my whole thing in taking them in is get them spayed and neutered, get their shots, make sure they're healthy and get them into a new home. And we had even sent, oh, I bet we've adopted out 30 dogs, you know, to Arizona. We used Operation Roger, and there are truckers that are animal-friendly, and they'll they'll take an animal to a new home for $25. <laughs> and if they stop at a motel, if the drivers have to stop at a motel for the night, they take the animal in the, and the animal sleeps in the bed with them, just like their own dog or cat that they have riding in their trucks all the time. So, you know, and and I canvass. I mean, when people, I when we lived in Arizona, I had driven twice, two different times, to the city of Watsonville. It was amazing. I had two different shelties, two different times, two different homes, and I drove from, from um, Arizona to um, Watsonville, California, to do a home check, you know, and I've always done home checks. Now, when... When I'm so far away, you know, when my mother was ill, she was 92 when she died last year, when she was ill and I couldn't get away, I would just, you know, send me pictures, send me two references, I would call, I would call their vet, you know, I don't just say, oh, well, you want one of my dogs, here it is, you know, um, no, they had to, they had to be proven, you know, that they were, you know, the best home for the animal, and if it wasn't, I'd just say no, which wasn't very often, but sometimes I did. You know, because my yeah. my bottom line was the happiness of the animal. Yeah. Do you, do you know what? I, I must just say to you that I, I'm reading in the chat what people are putting, and I've got to say that Hillary's just put, we need pe- more people like her and her husband. And do you know what? I mean, you're absolutely right. She's right. You know, we need mm-hmm. to find you a rescue, and we need to plunk you in it. <laughs> well, I would continue doing here what I was doing on a smaller scale. Um, but in in Missouri... People would rather shoot a cat than talk about it in our area, and they do. In fact, they shot Denise's cat and killed it, the one that she had taken in a bottle yep. fed, and she just was just, I mean, she's just heartbroken over that, and I can imagine. I am, you know, my cat survived. Yep. $500 later, he did have to have his leg amputated, his front right leg. Um, but uh, he's still alive, where she has nothing. She has just memories and sadness, great sadness, you know, so... But anyhow, yeah. um, 
an animal lover. My first word out of my mouth when I got big enough to talk was kitty, not mommy or daddy. It was kitty. Um, yeah. So you know, uh, I've always had a heart for the animals, and I still do, and I, I will, you know, always. Yeah. Well, do you know, I'm I'm sorry for keeping you waiting before so long. Um, obviously, we were talking about Memphis, and I apologize yeah. to those in the chat room because we have changed off Memphis slightly. Oh, well. I, I want to thank I want to thank you very much for calling in and bringing this story to our attention. But also, uh, please send me all the information, anything you can give to us. Um, I but I'll also call you again as well and um, see about maybe setting up a group or um, an event with the Asu Show's help. And uh, we'll get some. Uh, I'll get some emails sent to these people and ask them exactly what's going on. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate what you're doing. No, Linda. Thank you so much. And please find me on Facebook, won't you? Add me on Facebook as well. Okay. I did message you, but I wasn't. You know, we didn't have a friend thing, so you know, I did. They said it was sent to your other folder, whatever that means. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, okay. thank you for your time, Sue. And bye bye. Okay, then, Linda, thank you ever so much for your time, and I'll speak to you very soon. Okay, um, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. I'd like to say um, a very big thank you to Linda for calling in, because obviously it must have been very hard for her um, with regard to the situation that's gone on. I'm just absolutely dumbfounded about what's going on in this world. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm just... Two different situations and totally unnecessary. Do you know what I mean? Um, as far as I can, and obviously I'm reading from Linda's side, and of course I will be speaking to the other side, but 73 cats just taken away. You know, haven't we got enough in our shelters anyway? You know, at the end of the day, why do we need to be taken all the way? You know, it, 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 she didn't say that she's had to have anybody help fund her. She was funding all of these cats and dogs herself. So what was the situation? Again, we've got like Memphis. He he was in a situation where he was fine. He was going to be um, trained by um, Jeff and everything, and all of a sudden taken away and money just spent for no reason. What do we as animal advocates have to do to make these changes, to make this world a better place? We need to unite. We need to share. We need to connect. We need to put egos behind us, and we need to make changes. This has all got to stop. Do you know what? At the end of the day, um, I'm going to say in the chat room, he didn't need any training. That dog was a doll. It's absolutely right. He was. I am, at the end of the day, he, at the end of the day, is, um, I was hoping to get um, Jim Crosby to call in tonight because, like he said himself on the Asu show once before, he was just like a normal dog. You know, um, even my own dogs. You know, I've got Penny and Nervous and Miracle. What do you call a perfect dog? I mean, they're brilliant. I mean, I'm not being funny. There's certain things that will trigger them off. You know, maybe it's a knock on the door and they'll start barking. Does that mean that they're wrong, that they're naughty? Do you know what I mean? Uh, there's times when something will make them jump especially if I go to get the hoover out, then they jump about 6,000 feet in the air and they're straight outside, does that make them unperfect? I turn it then also on to the fact that look at half of these humans. Are they all perfect? 
I think it's now time for change, and we need to start seeing exactly what's going on in these animal shelters. We need more transparency. And as far as these 501c3s, are these people just getting 501c3s because they know that they can then be hidden? There's a lot of people that we've had uh, on the show that have been 501c3s that we can't find out information about them for that very reason. But at the end of the day, if they've got nothing to hide, then at the end of the day, maybe it's time we need to change the 501c3 laws. Do they need to be rechanged? Animal shelters, do they need to be, just like slaughterhouses, do they need to have glass windows that we can see into what, exactly what's going on? Why do we have to have all these closed doors and all these separate groups to make a difference? Why are we not all just joining forces to make it open? Why are shelters shutting doors on the actual people that want to help them? As animal advocates want to share these dogs and these cats to make a difference. But yet we're having the doors thrown back in our face. Even with the Asu show, there's people that don't want to talk to us. They don't want to come onto the air. Why not? If you've got nothing to hide, why could you not come onto the show and talk to me about it? Even everything that's around um, Memphis at the end of the day. You know, we had the Bloomfield um, people. You know, we, we need put more of them to come on. I would love to get Karen Laurie and all them on to speak the truth and tell me the, their side of the story. I'll sit here and listen. I'm not one to judge. I wasn't there. I give them the chance to come on to the show and speak and tell me the truth. If you think what we're saying on this show is wrong, by all means, you can email asusshow at gmail.com. Tell me it is wrong. What we're saying is wrong. There's people that have run me down for doing the shows because I'm in the UK, and, and what do I know? I don't know everything. What I will say is I'm giving the chance for everybody to come on the show and tell us everything from both sides of the story. We'll be doing other shows as well, especially the one about with Linda. We'll be also questioning other people that have got 501c3s. And, ask, and I ask you people, do you think it's time that we review the 501c3s? Do you think it is all good enough to have a 501c3 where people can just get me and maybe hide a little bit? I ask you all to email asksueshow at gmail.com. You can also add me on Facebook, Ask Sue, then a space, and then radio show. We've also got the Ask Sue Show group. And we've got the Ask Sue Radio Show Network as well, where you can actually come and join us and uh, get in touch as well. So please, anybody that wants our support for whatever story you may be doing or need help to get exposure, then please get in touch with us as soon as possible so that we can get it out there. Um, obviously, we're also needing sponsors. And now this is something that I've been talking to a few people Oh, we want to make the show bigger. It's got to the stage now that I'm paying for all of this, um, and I do need help. I am struggling. Obviously, me and my partner have split up now, and I do need your support. So if anybody could help in that way, maybe sponsors, companies, maybe pet food, dog bed-making people, whatever it may be, anybody would like to sponsor the show. Also, um, we have a look at um, a quick look on Facebook. Um, to anybody that's needing help. I just want to also advertise the fact that, of course, I've just been looking at Jeff Colton back on his um, Facebook. Let me just go straight back to that as well. Hold on a minute. He has got a webinar tonight.
Um, it's called Debunking Pit Botanists. It's a fundraiser for Pity Rescue, inclusive 50% of proceeds going to Pity Rescue as well. So I will put that into the chat room to share as well. So that's information for you. So, But you can join the Ask Sue Show on Facebook with loads of updates, loads of new groups that people have set up, and, of course, where you can cross-post anything that you want to share. So please, um, if you've got something you'll put there, you've got a dog that needs help or whatever it may be, post it in the Ask Sue show. And that chat is, start again, that group is going to be in the chat room, um, so please come and join us today. There is 3,000 members, so we're getting it, you know, literally get out there for you. Um, I thank you all very much for joining the show tonight. Um, obviously, I'll put a show to end the Put again. I'll put a song on to end the show, and I thank you very, very much for everybody that's called in. Thank you very much to Karen Banda. Thank you very much to Hillary Rogers. Thank you very much to Linda as well for calling into the show tonight, and uh, I thank you all. Anybody who wants to email, ask the show at gmail.com. And, of course, I've just got to say a very, very, very big happy birthday to our good friend Kathy, who's, of course, 21 again today, our sister, my sister across the water. Um, I hope she's having a great day. I know she's been very poorly, so please send your healing thoughts to her. Um, and uh, I thank you very much again for joining the show tonight. So good night to everybody, and thank you very much for joining us. Good night. We sing happy birthday to you and may